Hey, David. Yep. So you remember how last week on this very public show, I was like, I'm canceling MLB The Show 21? Yes. So I canceled it on Saturday morning. So the day oh, after we his, recorded The man this. of his word. Yep, I, I did it. Not only did I cancel it, but a day later they charged me for it. What? Yeah, exactly. I woke like I was uh, I was trying to order something and my credit card got declined. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like the hell. And then I looked and there was a pending one hundred and one dollar charge to Amazon. I was like, what did I buy on Amazon? And I bought a lot of things on Amazon last week. So I really genuinely didn't know. And I actually called customer service and talked to a representative and they charged me for it because the cancellation didn't go through. On time. So I guess as I was canceling it, my order was being processed. But which the is game like a comes out million thing. The game comes out next week though. Yeah, and like I was like, is it ready to ship? And they're like, Well, we can't really disclose that information. I'm like, then why did you charge my card? Yeah. Normally they don't charge until the item ships. Yeah. Kind of a ripoff. Do you know what's not a ripoff? This episode of the Seed on Screen Podcast. Hola, hola, hola. Come on, Stias. Isn't it Como Stan? Muchacho. muchacho. Como Stan, bitches. Today we are going to be doing a show espanol for all and, of our listeners out there. And losing anybody that we had as fans. Yeah, I know. We are going to be doing the show in English because that's what we speak. Today we're going to be talking about some great... There's well, there's a lot of stuff that happened this week. Yeah, it's in, like... It, in the gaming world, at least. How would we describe it? It's a choppy news week. Like there's news, but it's like it's like it's like a mishmash of a little bit of everything. You know, it's like adding salt and pepper to your meal or like to your your cooking. It's it's not really a necessary ingredient into the dish that you're making, but it adds just a little bit of the how the French say I do not know. <laughs> Sure, we'll go with that. Um, yeah, it's a, salt it's, and pepper of gaming news this week. It was heavily appetizered, is how we'll put it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too bad because, like, I know you see the show notes that we had. Um, I found this just wonderfully horrible attempt to scorch Sony. Oh, oh, I might have found it again. Oh. Okay, so as you guys know, uh, one of the greatest news sources is N4G. And David, I've got like just the best thing to read you in a minute. But first, how was your week? I know you obviously watched your Mighty Ducks and your Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we'll spend 30 seconds on at the end. Uh, The week was was all right. Um, I guess I kind of did a bad thing, but not part of the, the show bad thing because i got this a while ago and it just showed up um i got another board game Ooh. i got in tr- i got in trouble um you might actually like this one it's called heroes of land air and sea uh you like the game risk right yes that's fun i've lost friends yeah. over risk yeah it's uh it's kind of like a mass like world domination game kind of thing but more fantasy stuff like that mm-hmm. but uh so it finally showed up no thanks to canada post and they're a great on time delivery said no one um, but go on and i opened it up and it was the most disappointing thing ever you hear, you hear this that is the sound of a baggie of broken little bits of everything wait it wasn't even like complete no no so the game the game was brand new open like this game is massive like the the box is so big that it doesn't even fit in a calyx shelf (laughs) it's stupid um but you have these 
some some of the characters or the, the there's like little airships in it and they are these little cardboard ships that stand on this clear acrylic stand well there's probably supposed to be about five or six of them um in this box well there are five or six of them but they're all broken so i have to go through and do the request from the publisher gameling games they make some they make really good games like a lot of the epic tiny games like epic tiny kingdoms epic tiny space stuff like that anyway so i always hate having to request replacement parts from a game manufacturer it's because it takes so long to get them so hey at least i have my 3d printer i might be able to print some in the meantime but it's just so disappointing when you get something and you open it up and something's broken uh i can't help but notice that once again you brought up your 3d printer and i still don't have a replica iron man mask for my desk on a pedestal like oh you want like a little iron man bust no, no, I want like it's. I told you this the other day, and I didn't think you were actually going to take it seriously. But I want like a full helmet where I can wire in and wire in LEDs, but have it like somewhat damaged. Not like you printed it and then threw it onto the floor because you're a dick. But like, I wouldn't like, do that. I want like a battle ready one. I don't need it to be motorized to open, even though that would be fun. But like, you don't want to wear it, right? You just want something that you can have as a display piece yeah kind of kind of like a bust but just the head where i could like light it gotcha you know what leave that with me and we'll see what see what we can do maybe that will be your your uh your birthday present next year what do you want for your birthday um i don't know board games do you do you you want (laughs) do you want another rant about canada post because i'm fired up yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I've had uh, <laughs> it's funny because it's all related and it's kind of shitty. So, um, as you know, I've taken to disc golf a little bit more seriously. As a, uh, it's more, it's more than a hobby now. It's a, it's a sport. It's a problem. That's what it is. It's, it's more than a hobby. It's less than a sport. It's in the problem area. Chill out. So, anyways, does um, Chris about, does Chris get mad when you buy buy more discs and stuff? No, but I bought some the other day and they finally arrived and she was like, uh, that one's purple. Is it for me? I was like, no. <laughs> Just, yeah, no. I wish Angela would be like that if like, I get a board game and she's like, oh, is this for me? If you got Animal Crossing Monopoly, I think she'd be down. She'd be like, is this you for me? What? And you'd be like, no. I would not buy Animal Crossing Monopoly. Because it would suck. I don't, like the, I don't like the themed games. The only themed, like the... You're going to say Star Wars. The game that I have is Star Wars Risk, but it's not even like traditional Risk. Yo, I have Star Wars Risk too, but like I got it years ago when I didn't really care about Star Wars, like when I was a kid. Is it the one where like the map or the your there's a space battle out in the middle, like the board looks like a TIE fighter? Oh, you're going to be so mad at me. So when we were kids, my brother and I both got for Christmas one year, and this was because of our cousins. Um, do you remember the board game Siege? Uh, yes. So, you know how Siege had all the cannons and the catapults and stuff? We didn't that was think... My, that was my Google Home if you heard that. Oh, no. But do, do you remember that? Like, how you got... Like, if you were playing the the medieval one, it was a bunch of candles and, like, the little mm-hmm. trebuchet... Mm-hmm. Or, um, the, the, the cannons and stuff. Or the slingshots and the crossbow. Yeah. And we didn't actually know how to play the game properly. We just put that and the pirate one together and shot at each other across the room. And that was just what we thought was fun. It's really too bad because that game's worth an absolute fortune now. And I wish I owned one in good repair. However, I don't know where this Star Wars risk came from. But like I was like 10 at the time, just kind of into Star Wars, thought it was cool. But like I didn't really care about collecting or anything. And we thought because there were so many figures in there, we could add the colors to our war in Super Siege, we called it. So all the red people would be on one team and all the blue people would be on another. And we destroyed two board games at the same time. No, nice. Well, you know what? We're kids. Yeah, you guys did what you had to do to have fun. And... 
just like Legos, my parents did not appreciate stepping on the peoples. The little pirates had like these really sharp little swords too, like for plastic. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so back on track. Canada Post has lost two of my packages in the last week. They've said they've put it in uh, my community mailbox, which would usually be my little mailbox where I would get a key. Neither of these packages have arrived. I contacted the one company. They were like, okay, give it a few days and then get back to us. We'll open an investigation. I'm like, cool. Thank you. The other company is like my disc golf membership, like my yearly dues to like play in like the, the provincial and the national tournament. If I Wait, want to, you have to, you have to pay money to play disc golf to, to play in tournaments. Yeah. I'm like, I'm registered for an open tournament. Uh, I'm competing at a lower level cause I'm still new, but I, I'm, uh, I'm so desperate for sport and competition that I signed up. Does do people go and watch and then they have to clap quietly? Um, actually it's pretty rowdy. You can watch a lot of it on YouTube. Like obviously the level I'm playing right now won't be that level. Like it's not open or like not one of like the professional ranks, but still gonna be a lot of fun. My first tournament's in May. It's gonna be cool. Maybe I'll document maybe, it for the uh uh the show. Maybe maybe I'll go out and cheer you on. I'll be your biggest fan. Can you be my caddy one day? You could just tell sure, me Sure, like, I can do that. You just have to cut like you just walk around with me and drink and have some fun. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> cool. We'll, we'll set it up. Okay. So hold on. But do I have to wear like cat ears or something? Uh, you do have to wear cat ears. Uh, no, okay. Just, I guess you, maybe we can get into You that. just have to wear like golf course attire for the place that I'm playing. Really? Yeah. It's like it's Frisbee. Frisbee golf. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I also did a bad thing and got in a little bit of trouble. I bought myself a portable disc golf catcher because with like with covid latest lockdown and everything going on i drove out to a park uh, actually in between where you and i live it's in paris i drove out there oh we oui, we oui. oh paris en français oh. yeah in brant county um yeah. <laughs> I, I drove out there a week ago and the parking lot was packed there was a line like it was like two or three people backed up on hole one and I could see people rounding the whole uh, the corner on hole 18. And I was like, fuck this, I'm out. So I just, I literally drove 25 minutes to not play. Because I was like, I'm not, like, I was just an individual person. I was just going to kind of like run through the course. But it's no fun leapfrogging a bunch of groups and have everybody like stare at everything you do. And if you shank a shot, it's like really bad. Mm-hmm. But I bought that to be a little bit more socially responsible and distance. So there's a field near my house and I... I just wander aimlessly out there and throw frisbees like an idiot. Super fun. <laughs> you play, you played frisbee by yourself. Yeah, all the time. So you'd like throw it and then walk over, pick it up, throw it, walk over, pick it up. Well, I throw it at my net or I throw it across the football field. Okay, Millhouse. All right, gaming news. Let's go. <laughs> so, I I don't know if you saw me kind of put it into the group originally, but I I. I went back to make sure I could find this article because it is just the funniest thing I've ever read. And I'll I'll Cole's notes it for you because it's a little bit long, but I just, I want you to, in your best opinion or in your, your, your best ability to just argue with as many points as you can. Okay. What if I agree with them though? Well, if you want to agree with it, agree with it. We're going to call this uh, segment roast a blog okay so okay n4g um as i alluded to earlier is a great news source it curates a lot of news but they also have a contribution blog where you can blog okay there's no article it's just a blog post this one is by should, should we name the contributor because if you're gonna go for n4g you'll be able to find this it's ridiculous um, uh no let's just keep it sure. keep it anonymous sure so this article claims that the the um ceo of sony or the sie of sony jim ryan needs to go all right now here's the list of the reasons why <laughs> look at all the negative things that has happened under his watch in two short years he's been at the head not the helm i'm reading these word for word 
PS5 exclusive raised to $70. Japan studio stripped to its bare bones. Legacy PSN stores closing. Killzone franchise retired. Days Gone 2 denied. Web stores gets downgraded. Game patches start to disappear due... Sorry, game patches start to disappearing due to legacy stores closing soon. This is one of the hottest blogs on M4G right now, just so you know. (laughs) Currently killing... Here's the next bullet. Currently killing any hope for full backward compatibility despite, according to two patents, they were working on solutions. Turn down Kojima's next game. Brackets allegedly. Closing the video movie rental store despite literally in caps. Just starting a new video service on their new Bravia televisions. Under this man's leadership. Spelt like man's M-A-N-S because why not? I can't think of a single good thing that he pushed. I've never seen a company leader pull off such levels of self-sabotage before. It is as if this man has no idea what made the PlayStation brand the household name it is. Hell, there isn't even a reason to not do BC or close the legacy stores. Their own financials and actions prove that, period. PSN makes more money than Microsoft's gaming division and the entire Nintendo company. Okay, there's no way PSN <laughs> makes more than Microsoft. <laughs> that, or like, Nintendo. Nintendo's made so much money that they could run like uh, a multi like million dollar deficit every year for the next like 10 years and still have money. And I'm sorry, bro, but PSN doesn't make a fraction of what Game Pass Ultimate does. Yeah, there might be more players on Sony per capita, but Game Pass Ultimate is just literally wiping its ass with mm-hmm. Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, and the legacy store is still being open. And then it like pushes you to an IGN article. So it's not like the ex- <laughs> excuse of it's a financial drain is there. There's two more, uh, two more little runs here. It says, and as for backward compatibility, I keep hearing can't do to it because of the x86 that there is another falsehood rsps3 runs at x86 and to add insult to injury those backwards compatibility patents starting showing up after sony hired some of the rsps3 programmers and this final part is me speaking for myself personally like this whole blog wasn't already but as for now I see no reason to ever buy a PS5 or anything Sony puts out beyond this point. They've shown me they have no follow through. And then the comments are just blasting the shit out of this article. Well, I kind of, I kind of agree with that very last statement where there's no reason to buy a PS5. No, no, no. That Sony doesn't really kind of have no follow through to, to an extent and maybe not follow through, but more so it's it's shown us that Sony is willing to just kind of write off their older generation and all of those games and systems, you know, whereas if, if you look at Microsoft and even to an extent Nintendo a little bit, Microsoft has been supporting backwards compatibility for years now, right? They have a whole division designed just to... Um, make xbox and xbox 360 games backwards compatible on the xbox one and series x and actually you know improve performance you know like some games have gotten series x patches and xbox one x patches right hey banjo kazooie Uh, is very playable you know like um they they've patched red dead redemption right like so that you can play it up i think it's 4k um things like um, Knights of the Old Republic have gotten patches. Like, there's a ton of ton of like Xbox 360 and Xbox games that have gotten patches so that they look and play better on the, their new hardware. Whereas Sony has pretty much just told us straight up that they don't care to continue supporting 
or promoting their history. Right? Yeah, it's it's insanely true, and you would have thought. I, I think that's really about it. That's that's what it comes down to, and, and I understand why people are up, upset about the store closing. Um, because if you look, there's a list online. Uh, you just have to Google it. Uh, of all the games that are disappearing, there's approximately like 120 games that you will no longer be able to purchase ever in any form if you haven't done so already because it was only ever released digitally on the PlayStation Network. Now, do these developers of these older games port them over to different systems? Maybe. But uh, a lot of them also were Sony uh, published games. So. And and we live in a digital age of games, movies, music, all that stuff, right? So everyone always, I think everyone kind of deep down inside knows that if you buy something digitally, you don't own it, right? Uh, all it takes is that company to revoke your license for it and you can't have it. Um, and this just is kind of like an indicator that Sony is willing to do that. Now, granted, you can still, if you've purchased the games already, you know, you can still re-download them. But it just, it's it's not like a physical disc where you can just put it in your system and play it, right? Do you think Gaming Karma got Sony? Because of what they did like eight years ago with the, <laughs> the whole like we're sharing <laughs> games. And now the gaming gods were like, now you shall pay. Yeah, I, I think it's it's funny because over the last year or so, Sony's been doing a lot of things to just kind of shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, right? it's like Whereas they're not actively Microsoft, trying. Right, like they, they were so far ahead with the PS4. And then in their, you know, journey to try and release the PS5 and promoted as being the ultimate game system they've screwed over a lot of their diehard fans who have you know older systems and and play these you know digital games and still buy stuff like there's still playstation 3 games and stuff like that that go on sale but because sony had redesigned the playstation store the digital um on on the website it's impossible to find any of that stuff. Like it's, it's actually a horrible storefront. I actually just read something else about that too. So Um, like, even like the storefront is a, a entirely different topic, but they, they've pretty much cut out any useful information that you would expect from a web store. Uh, if you search for a game, you literally see the, the title of the game, a single picture of it, and then the price. You might get like a few details of how many players and how big the download file is. And then majority of the page is just the banner, the title, and what bundles you can you can pay or what bundles you can buy. Before, there were screenshots you know, you could watch videos, trailers, and stuff like that. And that's what you need in order to make a decision when you're buying something online, especially if you've never played a game before, if you've never used a product, right? People look at the pictures and videos and stuff like that, right? So I found myself purchasing less from PlayStation Network because I'm, I might be interested in a game, but I don't want to spend the time to necessarily like go and totally research it, find YouTube videos of people playing it, you know, stuff like that, just to see what the game is like. And I don't necessarily agree with what the that guy posted in his blog, but um, Sony is definitely not doing anyone a favor. Yeah, I'd have to agree, but I guess the question I have to ask you now or what I've been thinking about while we've been talking and kind of reading through this guy's article is what's going to happen when supply and demand dries up and there's PS5s readily available on the the market 
and these scalpers that are continually driving the prices of the console or picking these up as fast as possible with their bots. Currently, it looks like it's the hottest system in the world because you can't get it. The demand is too high and people are paying these insane prices. But a lot of people I know that have the console, including yourself, barely play it. And like, I, I'm wondering what's going to happen when Sony's numbers flatten out. Are they going to realize all the mistakes that they kind of made at the same time? It's not that impressive of a console, but like, well, I think it's an impressive console. Uh, there is some pretty good tech in there. Um, but for but the, the price and but the, the pr- content available. Yeah. And th- that's the problem right now is that they are. Oh, we got some guy with a cool car outside right now. Oh, he's cool. <laughs> he's cool, cool, cool. Um, the, the problem that we're in right now is the same thing that happened with the PS4 and the Xbox One when they first launched. Um, there is a, a drought in new content. Um, now, with the PS5, that's also just kind of... It's the fact that people can't get the console is adding to that, right? So there's this big hype for the console that people can't have, but then at the same time, there isn't the content for the console, right? Because there's still a lot of games that were either made for last-gen systems that are just getting patched or getting ported over, and the ones that are not, or, or the games that are coming out now aren't necessarily that, you know, impressive yeah um Um, i think once the once the number of systems are like out there are or i guess once the supply sorry is increased and people can just go to their local walmart best buy order it off amazon whatever and not have to get the scalper prices i think sony I think people will realize that, oh, okay, what was the hype about? You know, uh, you'd mention, you know, people that you know that have PS5s don't really use it. Um, I, and and me being one of them, I, I use my PS5, but mostly just for some of like my old PS4 games. Um, the, the PS5 games that are out there right now, there's nothing that really screams worth it, you know, paid full price right now. It nothing really takes advantage of the total power of the system. Yeah, but Whereas, how how sad is that, man? Like you you had an amazing opportunity to fall into your lap with an insane amount of store credit because of something you and I did. Um, and the way it kind of all worked out. But if you had to pay mm-hmm. full price for that, would you not feel like the biggest idiot playing all your old games on a brand new system because you didn't need the system? You didn't require the system. I I would have been a little upset um, <laughs> because, yeah, it, it doesn't... It's not... It's not like the leap from PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3. Or the leap from Xbox to Xbox 360, right? Um, there isn't that generational change because the games that were coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One looked really good for the systems that they were on, right? Mm-hmm. And because this is all new technology with the Xbox 5 or the PS5 and the Xbox series, the developers haven't really had the time to really design games to take advantage of the the hardware. And I think the the main selling point for both systems was the super fast solid state storage, right? Cut down load times and then soon after you know people kind of get used to having these quick load times for their older games that will give the developers time to make games that actually take advantage of the hardware and 
really wow us. I th- I think with Sony, I think there are some games that c- are coming out that will wow us, but at the same time, people don't have the system, mm-hmm. so it's really difficult to kind of gauge what's going to happen with Sony and the future of the PlayStation Five. Obviously, that they're, they're going to keep supporting it and keep pushing it, and you know, inventory is just going to keep getting more and more people are going to be able to go like i said go to the local best buy or walmart and buy a system and walk home with it um but i think right now sony needs to do something to win back their player base and their fans because you know like they're shutting down the playstation 3 store and the playstation vita store like you won't be able to buy ps3 playstation vita or psp games anymore Hell, you you won't even be able to play by digital PS One games, right? Like the, there's whole generations that they are wiping the ability to get, um, and they have the PlayStation Now service, but it's still very limited. You know, it's a they they need to do something uh-huh. to compete with Microsoft because right now the best absolute best deal in gaming is Game Pass. Oh, it's down. It's not even questioned. Um, the they have tried to, I guess, attempt to uh, get a little bit of goodwill, if you will, by uh, making some announcements this week just for uh, some changes that they've made. The PS5 April update will bring some new storage options and social features to the console, including um, store PS5 games on compatible external USB drives and USB sticks if you so choose which is kind of cool i thought that was kind of neat that you'd be able to just throw a game in your pocket um they added some new social features to the ps4 and the ps5 consoles including cross-generation share play also neat a little bit of goodwill there and enhanced control and personalization options for the ps5 console including the improved game base i don't know what the game base is because i don't have a ps5 so game base is stupid. Um, I'm just going to touch on some of those other things. So the 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 major thing for the update is a being able to transfer PS5 games to a USB storage, and really the reasoning for that is so that people don't have to re-download these PS5 games because the PS5 comes with a measly like 600 gigabytes of user storage. It's dumb, stupid. So uh, being able to transfer your PS5 game to uh, an external USB drive uh, when you're when you're not using it or if, you know, you want to install something else to try it out. That's sweet because it's so much faster to copy files from a USB drive than it is for many people to download. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a big a big thing. Um, I'm not sure if on the Xbox, if you can store Xbox Series X games on an external hard drive. I know like if you try and install one and your system set to install to the external drive by default, it will tell you like it needs to be on the internal and you can do it there. But I'm not sure if you can just store them on there. I, I, I right now don't. Out. I don't have anything hooked up. I just have like four or five games on my drive and I I pre-downloaded one the other day which i'm super excited about but continue um so like it's kind of a a big deal with uh sony doing this it was actually unexpected i'm kind of happy about that because then i don't have to re-download all of these games if i want to you know you don't have to uninstall something just to be able to install something else okay but um Uh, what ps5 games are you playing Hmm? 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 what ps5 games well there was a uh, odd world soulstorm that they gave out free, which I wasn't interested in, but it was part of PlayStation plus. So I was like, okay, I'll give that a try. And, uh, um, sorry. I, I have some PlayStation five games. Okay. I, I was gonna, I meant to say this earlier, but we had a little, uh, technical snafu. Um, the one thing that makes this generation different than last generation in the tolerability of, waiting for games to come out or waiting for content. And yes, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X were both rushed out, and we get that. But 
there's games that are still playable every day. Like I know, and you make fun of me. You're like, oh, there's no Warzone on tonight and stuff like that. And you think you're super clever and funny. But hey, I laugh with with Warzone as an example. I know I can pick up and play that. I'm playing other games on my own. I'm currently playing through Fallen Order, um, which is a lot more fun than I thought it would be. It's literally just Tomb Raider Star Wars. But um, there's games to play. Plus, games are slowly launching for both consoles. I just to to turn around and say, well, it's like it's just like the last launch. There was no content. There's any game you want to play right now, especially if you're a Microsoft user. Mm-hmm. You telling me you can't go through Game Pass and find two games you want to play, or one? See the game- problem. The problem with the Game Pass is that there's too many games that I want to play. Yeah, it's kind of like Netflix now. Yeah. But. Um, and then a few of the other features that came out on the PS5 update. Um, one of the, actually the the other one, uh, what was it? Uh, social features for PS4 and PS5. Essentially, so on the PlayStation 4, they had something called um, SharePlay, where it's... How, how do I explain this? If I'm playing a game, you can request to view the game. Mm-hmm. So you can. So I would essentially stream it to you and you could watch me play. Uh, then they had an option t- for the person viewing to control the game. So it would be as if uh, you're, you're playing the game on my system. And then there was a play together option or whatever, where uh, your controller would be second player for like a co-op game. But we all know that there's no actual co-op games anymore. Um, So they extended this share play to the PlayStation 5, which is pretty cool. So uh, it's same same thing as before, but now they've allowed um, people on PS4 to view and play ps5 games through share play but in order to do the um actually playing of the stuff so either they control the controller or they control the second controller they need playstation plus so again it's behind a paywall classic sony those bastards um i'm trying to think of the sorry go ahead and then that uh, game based thing, stupid. It's just, it's like an obscure friends list that doesn't really work. So, <laughs> so what did you call that that thing? You just said it. It was um, no, game no, based? no. The the like the friend the the pass to like what what did you call play, it a share play. pass? Play, play pass. Play share play. That's what they oh. call it. See, when you said that, I started thinking about this this game that we should all be playing. Um, I saw the trailer for it the other day because a, a, a co-worker of mine showed it to me. He's like, hey, does your girlfriend like to play games? I'm like, not really. He's like, well, you'd like to play this one. This is a really good, cool co-op game. It's called It Takes Two. But it has something called Friend Pass. Have you heard of this? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it gives a you... A Way the, Out did that as well. Yeah. I think it's the so. same developer. It is. It's EA. But you you talk about like showing the game. How cool is it that if like, let's say you and I or like I bought it and you had the friend pass. You and I can play through the game at two different homes. And that's pretty fucking cool. I, I, I did not know about this previously and I thought it was actually a, a really kind of unique thing. I didn't play a way out. Yeah. A way out did that. I think also, which was the other one? Um, Wolfenstein, probably Army of Two. Uh, Army just... Two never had it. Actually, Army Two was more co. Um, oh, it's split screen, couch, isn't it? They had couch co-op. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a way out, and obviously this this new one takes two. And what shit? What was the other one? Um. Anyway, so oh, it was. Yeah, it was that Wolfenstein one with the two female protagonists. It didn't do very well. Oh, Youngblood? Uh, not, yeah, Youngblood. Um, so essentially what it is, is it 
it's so that they don't have to make a couch co-op mode. Uh, no, I think I think Awayo had couch co-op, but it was a, a way to make it so that you can actually play the games. <laughs> you know, you can play the games by yourselves and control each character. I'm not sure about it. It takes two how how that would go if you're playing by yourself. Yeah. Um, but not everyone has a has a partner or f- co-host at home to play play games with. So it's it's interesting. Uh, it, it's an interesting concept. It looks really fun too. Like it looks like a good kind of like coupley game. Yeah, I. The funny thing is because you, you had mentioned this to me, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what game this is. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it came out in March, like mid March, and the announcement trailer was back in December. And I'm just like, I'm wondering how did we miss this? It does look pretty cool. Um, I might pick it up. See if see if the girlfriend wants to play it. I know you didn't uh, like you were watching it probably on mute, but the very end, like I chuckle every time I watch the trailer because it's like playing that song like it takes two baby that one. And mm-hmm. the the book starts singing with it. He's like, what? I was feeling a vibe. And the character <laughs> was like, no, no, stop. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, it definitely looks like something to like kind of pick up and play. The uh, the game that I was alluding to earlier about the preload. Microsoft just keeps pounding the hell out of this like, hey, we've got MLB the show. Um the preload for the Xbox Series X is 72 gigs and the Xbox One is 45. And that's the official downloads. I still have enough room on my Series X, but it's getting up there. And I got to say, I think it's really cool that next Tuesday morning I'll be able to sit down and just play the show. It's already downloaded. It's pretty sweet. Are you working on t- Tuesday? Uh, no, I actually have Tuesday off. Um, Ooh, that's convenient. Yeah, I um, it just kind of worked out that way. I have uh, a, I'm going to be pretty occupied throughout most of the day, anyways. But it's just it kind of worked out that way. But I think it's pretty sweet. Um, it's like not only are we having our candy, but we get to eat it before everybody else because we're going to be able to play it right away. Well, other people could play it right away as well. I'm sure that they're I'm sure Sony's going to have preloads on their systems. Uh, no, I'm convinced that Sony's just terrible because I read a <laughs> blog that told me it. And oh, okay. that, that, that blog <laughs> blogs are never wrong. And this, they're this all fact, not fiction. Uh, what do you want to hit up next? We have uh, oh, only a few things left. Oh my well, goodness. You know what? They kind of going on the topic of Sony shutting down their store. I guess Ubisoft is being mean too, huh? yeah but like are they being mean i looked at this list i don't think like 15 times and none of these games are within the last five years maybe like they're Mm -hmm. they're shutting down pretty much the clancy verse so they're shutting down rainbow six vegas rainbow six vegas 2 rainbow six lockdown ghost recon future soldier and there was another game, but I can't seem to see it on our list. And all, all I have to say, like, okay, it's very evident that the PS3 and the Xbox 360 servers for some of these games. Okay. Like, you know what? It's, do you, do you expect to play these games forever? I like, I was complaining to you about Battlefront the other day and I was really upset that there are only two people played, but I wouldn't be surprised if EA shut that down eventually. But Star Wars uh, also comes yeah. to a lot of people in waves. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised that they're shutting these servers down. And at the same time, I kind of am surprised that they're still running. Um, you know, they probably don't have many servers hosting games like online games for these games. Um, but really, when you think about it, like how long are they expected to have um support for online play for some of these games 
Nintendo has shut down online play for pretty much like their entire Wii U library. You know, like they 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 ended Miiverse, and there's a ton of games on there that you can't play online anymore because the servers are down, right? Yeah. So when it's, but when Ubisoft does it for a game that I swear to God most people probably aren't playing, you know, I if I'm gonna play Rainbow Six Vegas. It's going to be for the story. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I installed Rainbow Six Vegas on my Xbox a while ago. Just to play it? And I promptly uninstalled it. Because it's broken? The game looks so bad. <laughs> like, they they were going with a visual style um, that just does not hold up. And the controls, ha- they're not like the traditional that game was so clunky to begin with though yeah they're, they they don't have like the traditional first like fps controls so it's very difficult to play the game anyway so um here's the full list tell me if you play any of these games still okay. assassin's creed 2 prince of persia forgotten sands far cry had, 2. hold on prince of persia forgotten sands had an online it, it must have, because this is all the servers that are being shut down effective June 1st. Okay. Far Cry 2, Anno 1404, Might and Magic, The Clash of Heroes, Splinter Cell Conviction, The Settler 7, Might and Magic 10, Legacy. Uh, also, these ones are going to be shut down later in 2021. Final date yet to be determined, Ghost Recon, Future Soldier, and then Vegas 1, 2, and Lockdown. The fact that people are not playing Rainbow Six Siege or Ghost Recon is enough for me to be like, okay, (laughs) shut it down. And this also comes off the heels of the announcement that um, Ubisoft is planning to do major work to Watch Dogs Legions and giving them next-gen updates, as well as Ghost Recon Breakpoint and The Division 2. So there's lots of stuff there. And you know what, like kind of like the division, that's a prime example. I had a, a huge online community and it, it dwindled very quickly. That's because the division know? two was so much like the, the playability and the replayability, the game was just so all over the place. There was no like, right. But I'm, I'm just zone. saying, I'm just saying that that's a prime example of an Ubisoft game that, everyone flock to and this is what happens with ubisoft games they do make some you know they make some good games uh and they make popular games and people buy them and people play the hell out of them when they launch but then their online player base drops significantly and ubisoft is known for making sequels very quickly so the fact that they they have servers for some like they're really old games that are still running to this day. Like that's impressive, mm-hmm. but Hey, maybe that just means that it will free up server space for some of their new, newer games. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, what, what's a word that you would describe Ubisoft games with, and you don't say broken, but like style of game. I think of stealth. Almost all of their games have a stealth kind of element, right? Like, yeah, you are shooting them, but like Splinter Cell is super stealthy. Rainbow Six, obviously stealthy. Far Cry, part of the game's fundamental magic is like taking out, um, what are they called? Like outposts. Stealth. I think Ubisoft might, this this might be a, a spicy take. Ubisoft might make the best stealth games around. I think they've perfected stealth. With AI and mm-hmm. well, they they've had you know all of the, the Splinter Cell games. Like the, Splinter Cell was the first kind of mainstream stealth action game. Well, second to Metal Gear Solid, right? But I I feel like more people had played Splinter Cell than Metal Gear. Metal Gear. If I had to describe Ubisoft games, I would describe them as generic open world. Interesting. Most Ubisoft games have some sort of open world 
uh, yeah, open world mechanic to it. Even if it's um, like kind of like the, the division isn't necessarily open world, but you're you can explore openly a city and it feels like you are in a open living world. Right. Far Cry. Um, Assassin's Creed, even from like the earlier Assassin's Creed before they kind of went like their legit open world RPG. It was more of a like there's this big city that you can explore. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what Ubisoft is known for, really known for, or or at least you know what to expect when you get an Ubisoft game. And sometimes you know they they mix things up a bit, you know, like with um, Tom Clancy's Ghost. The Division or Ghost no, Recon not, or not? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they could have easily done made that a campaign game with, you know, an open world aspect to it. But it's literally just back to the roots of Rainbow Six. And it's like a multiplayer close quarters FPS, right? But then you look at most of their other games and you, you know that there's going to be a, a huge world to explore. And I think that's what if there's a lot of problems with Ubisoft games, uh, because you, you said, Oh, don't say buggy. Well, like it, a lot of their games are buggy, but people still play them and people still like, there's always a ton of stuff to do in their, in their games. There's always a ton of collectibles. And I think that's, you know, people like that stuff. So I, Ubisoft I servers, are, are we going to miss? Yeah. No. Probably not. <laughs> What did you uh, think of the Nintendo uh, Indie Direct that happened this week? You know what? I don't know. It was it was not exciting. <laughs> it's it's funny too because like it was boring. It started off the 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 first game and the last game were the only games that I found even remotely interesting. And well, there, there is one in the middle there. The um. I think it's called Road 96 mm-hmm. was the one that really caught my eye. Like the, I, I kind of like the idea that like the game could literally change by literally any, or by any decision you make. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's weird because I look at the graphics that are used for a lot of these indie games and Road 96 to me definitely looks like something that, I mean, they probably could have made it look a little bit better for the Switch. But it's utilizing a lot of the Switch's power. But most of these games look like you could play it on a friggin' iPad. But you're going to slap a $20 sticker on it. uh, No, some of them are that are out right now are like $12-$13. Yeah, okay. Um, you have to you have to remember though these aren't like big AAA studios they don't have budgets and like massive budgets to make. I'm not advocating for that at all. I'm saying some but, of them yeah, look like, like they're designed for tablets. Like Aerial Knight even looked really cool and polished, and I think I think it's kind of graphically challenging for the Switch a little bit because of some of the colors and the stylization that they're using. It's different and i like the different but i'm not complaining that they don't have the money it's an indie studio like would i be pissed if ubisoft produced something like this yes i would be like what the mm-hmm. hell is this bag of trash you could have just kept rainbow six honestly they probably could have brought rainbow six vegas to switch and nobody would have noticed just like skyrim and witcher 3 every every company's just throwing their old stuff on it but what yeah. stood out to you well, that first one, Road 96, seemed pretty cool. Uh, the description is, it's a narrative-focused game with a mix of adventure, exploration, and puzzle solving. Road 96 tells a procedural story with thousands of potential paths to take. Meet characters from all walks of life and learn their intertwining stories. The decisions you make, both big and small, can drastically alter your experience. There are many roads. Which one will you take? Road 96 drives onto Nintendo Switch later this year. Uh, that was pretty cool. I like I like doing that. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I really it, it enjoyed was, it. It was actually really a really cool trailer. I, I like that. 
um, they showed it was, you know, someone telling a story and everything that they said was a possibility. Um, I'm, I'm interested in that one. I think that will be a cool kind of the replayability of that one looks like it will be really good. Um, there was another one that. Oh, yeah. Was it early on? I'm like, I don't have the list in front of me, unfortunately. It, it's. I, I forget what they all are. The, the, the side scrolling skateboarding one, that... one looked kind of fun. Ollie 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 Free. Yeah. Ollie World. I wasn't a big fan of Ollie Ollie anyways, so meh. Um the one that I'm super, super psyched for on this one is Teenage Mutant <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Yes. It looked so good. It looks like such a good throwback to the arcade games, to the Super Nintendo, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and they made it pix or they made it pixelated, which looks really fun. Yeah. So I think it'll be I think that's definitely on my to buy list. What's even better for that one is that it has four player local and online play. Did you also catch the um, the the detail from the older games where like the name cards? It's like Mike, not Michelangelo. Raph, not Raphael. Don, not Donatello. Leo, not Leonardo. Mm. Because the old game couldn't do the the title key cards, and I thought that was really cool. This might yeah, be they... like I would probably pay for this. I don't know if this is. Like you could slap the turtles in a twenty dollars price tag, and a lot of people would pay for it. I, I I honestly think for depending on how long the game is, um, twenty bucks is probably where it's going to come out. I I think it will probably go for about twenty dollars, but I think twenty dollars might be worth the price of admission. Yeah, depending on how long it is, because if you look at like the original Turtles in Time. That's not a very long game once you figure out how to play it. Mm-hmm. The uh, there was one other game that I, like really caught my eye. Um, oh, there there was a weird one where it was like there's no game here, which seemed like a very weird like puzzler. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, oh, you gotta play the story, and I was like, no, I don't. The I will. That, sorry, the go one ahead. One that really kind of confused me is the Long King. Yeah, I, d- it, I didn't it's know played, enough. You play it in real time, and For it 400 takes 400 days. 400 days, which is an interesting take. Um, there's there's definitely got to be a lot of stuff to do in that game. It looks like the character doesn't run, so maybe that's why it takes so long to do stuff, because um, it's it takes so long to get anywhere. Uh, what is it? The yeah, or the is it called the longing? Oh, the longing. Sorry, <laughs> you're waiting for the king. The longing from Studio Sufes, 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 hand drawn art style and intriguing story. The longing is unlike anything you've played before. The big twist: you don't actually have to play to see how it ends, but that doesn't mean you should just sit idly by. As main character Shade, you must wait 400 days for your king to awaken. While waiting, you can explore dark caves, complete time-based puzzles, and collect items. I, like, what does that mean? Like, if you buy the game, start it, and then go back to it in just over a year, the king's awakened, then you've missed the entire game? I think so. It's kind of like... The reverse Majora's Mask, kind of. Like, you have 48 hours to beat this game, but do you? Um, do you, it, do you... it looks interesting, but I don't know if I would pay full price or something like that, right? Like, yeah, it's, I not, guess it's not Warzone, so I wouldn't pay. It's not something that it. you would literally. Like, it depends on it depends on what you can do in the game. Like, is there enough content in that game to play it? every day for 400 days or are you only is there only a, enough kind of like random ass stuff to you know take up a few months of time mm-hmm. if you play for like an hour a day or something like that 
and then you just end up having you're supposed to wait you know i don't know it's uh it's interesting i i'm curious as to see like reviews and stuff like that for that one um just to see how it how it is but like it it's it's an interesting concept that's for sure like it's totally it's piqued my interest but not to an extent that i'm like oh man i need to play this i i i'm gonna go buy it right now it's piqued my interest because it's like i want to know more you know it's like someone gave you a a like a a piece of paper with a picture on it and it's like black and white and you're like and they tell you you know if you get something you can make this colorful and you're like what are you talking about i want to know more yeah i get that <laughs> um i will say in true nintendo fashion the one thing they did really well is they had like their little montage where they revealed a bunch of games at the same time and the music was kind of like fun and you had no idea what was going on um they showed like really basic games like art rally looked kind of or sorry art of rally just looked like fun uh one that kind of looked interesting was kiwi (laughs) the little puzzle game where you're a kiwi bird that was kind of neat um the one that actually really caught my eye in this section was labyrinth city pierre the maze detective it literally gave me the feel of like watching or like if where's waldo would come to life yes that is exactly what i thought and I'm actually really in, like interested in purchasing that one. Like it looks, it looks so cool. Yeah, because you like, are you literally solving a Where's Waldo? Like, or do you remember some of the the other kind of like puzzle books you'd get when you were a kid and you had to like mm-hmm. solve the maze or find all the pieces to the clues? Mm-hmm. The fact that this is like coming out looks really really cool. Um, that was one that really caught my eye. I didn't think it would. But the fact that like there's so many little intricate pieces going on made it really, really interesting to me. Uh, and then finally, the last game that they showed kind of gave me enough. Like, I know it wasn't called Friday the 13th, but did you not think it was just Friday the 13th? For which one? Uh, the, the game was at the very end. They're like, but wait, there's more. Oh, Oxenfree 2? Yeah. I like I had no idea what this was, but I was just like, this is every murder movie I've ever seen. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be I'm just going to unrelated. I'm going to be disappointed if Waldo isn't in that game. The Labyrinth one. <laughs> <laughs> the choices you make. <laughs> Labyrinth City. There better be a Waldo in there or a Waldo reference. Mm-hmm. I would accept um, both, but for Oxenfree two, apparently Oxenfree like was a uh, a really good game. Uh, I had never played it. I think I installed it by accident because it's on Game Pass or something. Uh, I accidentally installed it, but never played it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I it just looks cool. I'm I'm curious as to what Labyrinth City is going to cost me. Hmm. Labyrinth City. Maybe there's a a price tag. But yeah, other than other than those ones, like they showed like a bunch of other stuff, but nothing really. Like I don't know. It's it's an indie showcase, right? So. Well, it's planned release is on Steam. Oh my god! You need to see the Steam trailer. It's so much better. <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely buying this game. 1000%. Oh my God, this looks so cool. We will post a link to it. Um, Before we go, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know the drill. Uh, We're not going to spoil shit for you guys, but like, what do you, what do you think? Me likey. You know, I, at the, so what episode was that? Four? Four of six. And apparently this week is supposed to be like, or what the creators have said is going to be like the hardest hitting episode before they so, tie everything up. So, okay. I'm going to just, all I'm going to say is end of last week's episode. I was doing shocked Pikachu. <laughs> I think yeah. everyone was. Yeah, it was. Um, how, how do I, how do I phrase this? Like 
you realize that there's multiple villains in the show and one is clearly racism and the the intricacies of how this show is kind of playing out and the the one thing that was said and this is a little spoilery so sorry but the one thing that they were saying about how um it kind of calls back to the original Captain America where the doctor says to Steve, like whatever you do or whatever happens tomorrow, make sure you stay good and stay who you are, stay a good person. Um, Because the super soldier serum was essentially like, if you're a good person, you'll stay good. But if you lean to who you are, you'll have like all these like crazy tendencies and, like you, you see like a crazy thing impact Captain America in this episode and his true colors kind of come out. And it's just like that, that was such a, a mind blowingly tough, like ending to an episode. But with that being said, we want to know your thoughts. Definitely catch up with us where you can comment on our Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want to comment. For myself and David, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you had a wonderful time hanging out with us. 